You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Coming to you from beautiful East Tennessee and broadcasting from the BRV studios, this is the Big Red Van with Wade, Hayden, and Malcolm. As usual, we start the show with Have You Heard, our segment where we bring up random news and crazy events with a lot of topics you've probably never heard of. For instance, have you heard about how to catch a tapeworm with your bare hands? Or what about the 20-pound frozen meteor that fell over India? What about the dad who bought strippers for a 12-year-old? We cover this and a whole lot more. Here is episode 32 of the Big Red Van. Here we are, episode 32, H-Y-H. 32. 32. I was hoping you were going to do that. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, two-man van tonight. <clears throat> Malcolm, busy. So, shout out to Malcolm. Hayden, you ready to go? Oh, I'm always ready to go. Well, before go. we go, did you watch the football games this weekend? I only caught the highlights of Eagles whipping of... The Vikings. The Vikings. God, I'm just a moron. Oh, no, man. It was bad. But that game, the early game, the Patriots and the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. That was a... That's why Tom Brady's the best. Yeah, that's why Tom Brady's the best. Apparently, it's impossible or illegal for you to like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Like, you just can't do it. (laughs) I don't know. Because I didn't grow up with it. I can. Yeah, dude. That... What were they? Down 10 points going... Basically, at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. And he comes back just... He does Tom Brady things. To Anadula, dude, just like Amendola, yeah, Amendola, third and eighteen. God, I can't remember anybody's name right. Football has the weirdest names. Let's That's just be real right. here. Yeah, you're good though. But <clears throat> but yeah, I watched a lot of that game, and that was uh, what was funny is Jared, one of our listeners, guest of the show. I was watching, uh, noticed one of his tweets before the game was over, and he was he literally called it like don't don't it's not over yet like. Tom, oh, yeah. Tom Brady has done crazier things, and I was just like, you son of a bitch. Yeah, anyone that's ever watched Tom Brady in the playoffs knew. I mean, it's like the Jaguars' defense knew. That yeah. touchdown pass that he threw at the ba- in the back of the end zone, <laughs> it's insane. He's 40 years old. You're not supposed to be able to do that. Uh, if, if you're arguing anything about Tom Brady not being the greatest of all time, then you're just not paying attention. So, anyway, that was amazing. Uh, it was fun to watch. I'm glad that it's Philadelphia, New England, because it's going to show why the nfl is king there's gonna be 150 million people that watch that thing hashtag deflate gate yeah man so anyway i got we have long lists so i'm ready we've got uh something fun coming up for everybody so we're gonna throw some things in here but you ready to get started let's do it all right everybody have you heard all right are you so are you ready for the most horrific thing that i've ever seen Oh, man, this is how we're going to start? We're going to get in crazy, number one. If you ain't first, you're last. That's right. So a 30-year-old man from Fresno, California, walked into the hospital at the University of California, San Francisco. Uh, He had a plastic grocery bag with him, but we're going to save that. Okay. Um, Put a a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Um, But when he's signing in at the hospital, he tells the nurse that he needs to be treated for intestinal parasites. This is what he walks in and says. Oh, God. Oh, no. So, when he finally gets back to the physician on duty, Kenny Bond, um, the man tells the story of what happened. And I'm going to give... This is just awful. So, he was in the bathroom, very sick, like bloody diarrhea and severe stomach cramps. Bad. So when he went to clean himself up 
after, as you do. <laughs> Clean himself up. <laughs> I was trying to Thanks. be delicate with it. That made it um, worse. He felt something dangling there. Oh. Okay. Oh. All right. <laughs> so his first, oh. his first thought was, OMG, my intestines are coming out. Because, of course, you know, we're dealing bloody diarrhea, awful, severe pain, like, and then he feels something dangling out his butt. He's, like, thinking part of his intestines are coming out. Yeah. Okay. Stomach's coming out of his ass. So, after further inspection, he realized that when he pulled on this mystery thing, dangling from his behind... And he thought it was his intestines, why would he pull on it? That it was coming out when he pulled on it. So, this thing was coming out as he pulled. <laughs> Okay. He continued to pull. This is how we get started. <laughs> I told you. This is just insane. Okay. He continued to pull and pull, rolling it up on the empty toilet paper roll that he had next to him. When he got to the end and examined it, he realized that it was wiggling and was alive. Oh, my God. I'm going to pass out over here. <laughs> So you remember the plastic bag? Yeah. He had that with him in that plastic bag rolled oh up on that toilet God. paper roll. <laughs> so oh my God. They measured the thing out. It was 66 inches long, so just under six feet. Oh! Um, so yeah, think about how long it's going to take to roll up a six-foot piece of string onto a toilet paper roll. It's it, a lot of the twists. The longest moments of your life at that point if that's what you're doing it probably took six months god. oh my god i feel like i got beat up <laughs> so he he told the emergency room physician that he had a liking for raw fish specifically salmon sashimi you oh. know what sashimi is that's when it's just the little pieces no i don't know it's just oh yeah you is. don't eat sushi no and that's why <laughs> i don't so, want to be pulling tubes out of my butt so the physician mr bond kenny bond said he is he's not certain what species of tapeworm it was or how long it had been inside the patient but the patient was convinced he got it from eating raw fish because apparently he likes some sushi like he eats it basically every day and it's his favorite food wow but i mean According, you know, the the physician also was like, you know, I'm pretty sure that probably is the reason you have an intestinal parasite if you're only eating raw fish basically every day. But he was basically saying also that it, it has nothing to do with the fact that he was eating sushi because intestinal parasites like industry food industry standards for sushi grade stuff. Uh, intestinal parasites can't live in certain temperatures, so you can also freeze it to a very cold temperature for a certain amount of time, and any bacteria in it will be killed off. But or, not be hibernating and be able to come back to life correct. once it comes back to a certain temperature? Correct. So that's how they do it with sushi-grade meat. It more comes down to just food preparation in general. Somebody with dirty hands. And where was this again? This was in uh, Fresno, California. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um but, so here's the other thing that with the sushi. So, it very well could have been from the sushi meat because in January 2017, a study published in uh, the CDC's Prevention Journal of Emerging Infectious Diseases noted that wild salmon caught in Alaska were found to be infected by a certain type of Japanese tapeworm known as a... I am never going to be able to pronounce this word. But you're going to do it because we have Japanese listeners. Um, no, this isn't a... Well, maybe it is a Japanese word. It's a I'm Japanese sure tapeworm. It's, no, it's totally like a... 
like a got some, Lat- some Latin in here or something. Um, Diphi Lobothrium Nehokiensis. That's what I'm gonna. That's best I can do. Okay. But the fish species in study involved were uh, several different types of Alaskan salmon and rainbow trout, and they found that this Jap- salmon is the common denominator here. Yes. So the tapeworm like buries into their their muscles, and that's how they stay there until someone comes along and eats that fish. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's enough detail. And then it gets into your your goods. Just dangles from your butt. That is the most common kind of tapeworm as well, or that common kind of species and they're also the largest hence why dude had a 66 incher in him um 66 incher <laughs> i like how you put that they can grow up to 30 feet long though 30 feet they can go end to end on you <laughs> like for real end is that what they call it end to ender I, i'm just saying like man he got him an end to ender right there where do you thir- get that 30 something feet's about the whole length of a that salmon we caught up there in the river <laughs> but the most common way you get this kind of parasite would be uncooked, uncooked or under meat, right? Fish such as salmon, and then once it gets in you, then it, it you, you know the end result. It's in you. I saw the headline of the tapeworm, and I stayed far away from it <laughs> when you said it was yours. Oh yeah, I called it. I, I knew that you had to have seen it, and I, you know, to be honest, I bet people at home have probably seen the headline too and stayed away from it. But I just forced it upon you today. You did with no lube. Um, so here's the thing. So I know that sounded horrific, and it is. But aside from the horror, tapeworms actually don't really do much damage to you. Yes, they. They do. can cause abdominal pain and diarrhea and stuff like that. Psychological damage. But basically, if you ever discovered that you have one it's just medicine and then they die and then they're gone it's not like scars you forever maybe mentally yes yes (laughs) but no lasting damage you'll be just as healthy as you've always been they're not really that bad they're actually they're pretty much a symbiotic thing like unless they really get you (laughs) unless they get Um, you he also claims that he swears off sushi after this so really yeah just maybe just salmon (laughs) You know, I'd stay far away from what's salmon wor- people. What's worse is I read this article and then the very next day went and had sushi. Everybody have you heard? All right, about something that fell out of the sky in India. So residents of, I'm going to go for this. Ready? Guru Gram, Guru Ram. No, one more time. Guru Ram. <laughs> Gu- Guru Gram, Fazilpur Badil village nice india which is rural it's in rural india people were shook when a piece of what they called a large rock fell out of the sky into a nearby wheat field this past saturday so villagers and so-called witnesses said that it was a meteor and said that it came quote shooting out of the sky right okay fiery ball fiery ball sky boom ice cube like object which was found uh, around eight kilograms so eight kilograms is what not that much. 20 pounds? Uh, not even that much, probably. A kilograms, two and a half pounds. Is that oh, right? is it? Oh, I didn't think it was that much. I thought it was about two and a half pounds. I'm bad at conversion on that stuff. So anyway, it's going to be close to 20 something pounds. That's like the one <clears throat> metric system thing that I can't visualize. Well, it's got to be around that. It fell from the sky with like a loud thud and formed a one foot crater in the ground. Okay. In a wheat field. So... <laughs> Rajbir Yadev. You said a frozen thing? I said an ice cube-like. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. <laughs> so, a farmer who was in a wheat field came across what they were... It was a, quite a big piece of what they were still calling a rock at this point. Okay? 
a pale yellow-brown color texture <laughs> with a transparent surface, leaving a ton of the villagers on team. It's a space rock, damn it, right? <laughs> so there were a few different pieces, and some people decided to keep some, like lo- some of the smaller ones in their refrigerators. Oh, my Lord. Because they were viewed as like celestial objects to these oh, people. Oh, my God. In rural India. So they had a lot of local agencies come out, police department, fire department. Nobody whatever. had this figured out yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until um, they had people from the India Meteorological Department came out and collected samples. Oh, my okay? God. So they took them back to their lab. And you're a meteor guy, <laughs> right? You own a meteor. <laughs> uh, I know you're going to appreciate the explanation that I found for all of this. <laughs> is in this meteor archive, like this footage online, okay? Oh, no. Here you go. Well, it ain't a meteor. Yeah, it is. It came out of the sky. Well, I'm sure it did, but it ain't no meteor. It's a big old frozen <laughs> chunk of shit. What? See them airplanes? They dump their toilets 36,000 feet, and the stuff freezes and falls to Earth. We call them Boeing bombs. No, that, that, that can't be. That's not what it is. You see the peanut? Dead giveaway. Yeah, that's, that's a space peanut. <laughs> Oh, for the record, I had no idea that Wade was going to play that for me. So yeah. that was gold, sir. Yeah. Oh my God. You're welcome. I was I was on to you though. I feel like whenever you started talking about this, and then I knew there was a secret secret audio clip that you were going to throw at me. Yep. I literally was. I could envision it coming. Yeah. That I knew that was what you were going to play. How do I follow tapeworm hanging out of your butt? A uh, big old frozen chunk of poofy will do. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? So the last two episodes have opened my eyes to the I-80 drug trafficking problem. Oh, western Nebraska is like crazy, man. They have these spots all oh, over. Man. So I stumbled across another fantastic story from I-80. That's crazy. Um, Was it from Nebraska? Yeah. No. Yeah. Dude, there were so many. It's like, it's ridiculous. When I moved there and I lived in Omaha before I went to college, I went, just for listeners, I went to my freshman year of college at the University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. met some kids from Omaha, grew up there in Omaha, also went to yeah. Lincoln to go to the school, and they talked about that. They talked about how Omaha to California was like a big run. Dude, when I was looking through like articles on crimes on once I-80. you get to omaha like uh, there was an article it was just like a crazy like like a semi or a, a u-haul that had a 1300 pounds of weed in it driving across u-haul u-haul just something that you would normally be driving by on the interstate yeah, yeah. but the whole back end of it was full of drugs mm-hmm. okay but anyways all right so when people problems are, problems on i-80 when pub when people are smuggling drugs and get pulled over what are some of the reasons you might think that they were pulled over for Give me an example. Um, headlight out. Okay, that's because they're dummy. Um, no register uh, expired tags. Also a dummy. Okay. Um, swerving like in and out of the lane. Yep. All right. Probably uh, smoking a blunt with twenty pounds of weed in the car too. Yeah. Like a genius. Yeah. Um, what's what's <laughs> another one that you? It's just a dumbass move. That you, changing uh, speeding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God. Uh, what what is it? Okay. What about when the hidden compartment that's on the bottom of your flatbed trailer comes open and one of your bales of weed comes loose and goes tumbling down the interstate? That'll probably get you pulled over. (laughs) So um, the Nebraska State Patrol 
they pulled over a pickup truck that was uh, hauling a big flatbed trailer after getting a call at about 3 p.m. last Friday that a package had fallen off of it near Odessa. Do you know where Odessa is? It's western Nebraska. Okay. So literally a person who was driving behind this truck watched it come loose and go tumbling towards his car. The driver stopped to see what it was and realized that it was a huge bag of weed, which also led me to the thought, I wonder what the percentage of people out there that are going to stop that would no. that would <clears throat> if they did that would say a jackpot or who would call it in in western rural nebraska <laughs> i mean dude I'm, didn't realize this it, you could park there and then if he just keeps driving you wait 15 minutes and he's still not come back for it what why not <laughs> <laughs> why not um well, this guy, of course, called it in. Troopers caught up that's to... That's the right thing to do. Oh, that's yeah. What I, that's what I meant to say. But the troopers caught up to, pulled over, and searched the pickup and its flatbed and found the hidden compartment in the undercarriage of the trailer. Um, there were dozens more packages found inside this compartment. In total, they had 122 pounds of high-grade marijuana. Of course, probably coming from California. Yep. Two people in the cab, a 48-year-old man from Colorado and a 29-year-old from Florida, both arrested on suspicion of possessing more than a pound of marijuana, possession with intent to deliver, and I thought this was interesting, having no drug tax stamp. <laughs> I think it's legal in Nebraska. Oh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. So they were they had it, but it wasn't stamped. Right. Okay. Like if you were going to be in the commercial game. They of didn't it. buy it legally. Correct. That's what that stamp means. Yeah. Because, you know, they can track all of it because all legal marijuana has to be taxed. Right. They used actually, that's funny, there is an old, like, marijuana tax stamp when it was legal before it got outlawed. Like, you can Google the marijuana tax stamp. Oh, that's funny. And then there's, like, an actual stamp with a pot. Sort of like what they put on a pack of tobacco or... Yeah. Interesting. It it looked like a postage stamp, kind of. Or ammunition. Yeah. You better not buy ammunition that ain't got it stamped. Salt, Peter. (laughs) Salt, Peter. That's so funny. I always thought that was funny. It was what exploded things. Is it just like a salt that Peter discovered? It has to be. Like a blend of things that Peter was like, this is my salt. (laughs) But did you hear about the, uh, this is sidebar, HYH real fast, but did you hear about the factory that exploded? It was like a um, firecracker factory in New Delhi where people were... I've seen several crazy videos. Packing saltpeter into uh, fireworks. And it, one of them exploded. It caused fire, hurt some people. I have seen some videos of firework factories exploding, and that is a epic sight. So I saw one from like a one in China once, and it was like lit the jungle on fire. Like it was insane looking. Like there's like forests on one side of it, and as immediate. flammable as that stuff is, and the kind of explosion that it creates, Jeez. I'm sure it would catch a, some surrounding things on fire. Yeah, a couple things in the surrounding area might catch on fire. Salt Peter. Speaking of salt peeper, salt Peter, salt Peter. <laughs> um, probably not a very good sandwich to have. Ooh, that'd be nasty. Yeah, but what about salt and pepper? Think anyone would that be an acceptable sandwich? Salt, pepper, and cheese. Between? I don't know, but I bet I know who would know. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> so we've talked about sandwich cast a couple times before. Levi's been in here, one of the hosts. Yeah, and Joe has been in here, but Joe is on a mission right now. He's lost in time right he's now. He's lost in time looking for Oh, the, sorry, he's not lost. He's time traveling. He's trying to discover the first sandwich. The first sandwich, yeah. Yeah, when the first sandwich happened. And he's probably making multiple stops along the way, realizing that, damn it, I gotta go back further, and I gotta go back further. 
I'm sure that's going to be. He, there's no way he's going to get it on the first shot. He's not going to go to the right time on the first shot. So anyway, we'll let you hear from them kind of what the show's about. But we definitely encourage you guys to check them out. Here, they're going to tell you how. Hey, Big Red Van listeners. I'm Levi Johnson, brother of Hayden Johnson, who I believe you're listening to right this very second. And I have a podcast about sandwiches with my good friend... Walt Braley, and I will be filling in as interim host while Joe Blackstock is off traveling through time. Yeah, Joe has gone back in time to find the first sandwich, so you can hear about those escapades in the upcoming episodes of Sandwich Cast. So listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Instagram at at SandwichCastPod. SandwichCast. SandwichCast. It's in your mouth. Everybody, have you heard? Okay, have you ever heard of MoviePass? Yes, it's blowing my mind actually yeah so do you have it no but uh, <clears throat> only because i i can't even probably go to a movie once a month right so it's not even like the deal yet but my god if i was a regular movie goer whoa, whoa, whoa. it's, it's like, not the deal yet wait what what it's not the deal yet do you know how much it costs yeah it's like 10 bucks a month 10 bucks a month yeah basically what i probably need to do is just get involved but isn't it like it's a debit card system, right? So hang on. You're going to so, go into this, I'm sure. But. Those of you that might not know what MoviePass is, it's a subscription service. It's a fun combination of words. that allows users to see one movie per day. Per day. At a theater for a monthly cost of $10. So, theoretically, for $120, you could see 365 movies in one year. Okay? It's just ridiculous. So before we talk about how amazing of a deal this is and... At the same time, a headache for movie theaters and movie studios. Let's talk about the company, MoviePass, for a second. Yeah, I, so, I want to know how does it work. All right. Uh, been around since 2012. Mostly a hit for movie nerds. Around, say, 20,000 of them at first. Okay. So people that would pay their original startup cost. The business model was much kind of like a gym. Like what they would hook you in with the membership was really hoping that you would never actually show up. Okay. You know, that's kind of what gyms I really feel you. want. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so Mitch Lowe, co founder of Netflix, actually, uh, took over as CEO of MoviePass in June of 2016, and he went radical with their new direction, teaming with an analytics firm and dropping the monthly subscription price that was $50 per month that those 20,000 people were paying. Yeah, I mean, and but for a re- like a regular moviegoer, like if you're going to a movie every weekend, that's already paid for itself. Well, and it was in bigger cities, too. Think about the cost of one movie in a bigger city. You might pay for itself in two movies. Yeah. So, but they dropped it from $50 to nine ninety five in August of 2016. It's crazy. Okay. His new model included customers seeing as many movies as possible and them encouraging that. The more movies people go see, listen to this, the more data they can collect from them. So, quote, the big money for us was always understanding the consumer's habits and the data because there's no one that's ever done that. Well, oh, man. It gets bigger. Well, okay. (laughs) So, think about that. That means because in a a true open market where you're wanting to see what movies are people seeing, you have to rely on the fact that people can – all people can afford to go see movies – but with this, that basically makes movie, any movie you feel like going to see, you can go see. Well, I didn't put these specifics in, but the lower indie films actually were more used on MoviePass than, say, big premieres like Star Wars and those other ones. Okay. So, like, the 
Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, that movie had like 17% usage on MoviePass and Star Wars had like 2% usage on MoviePass. Wow. Something something like that. So that that quote was from Ted Farnsworth. He's CEO of the firm I mentioned above that's called uh, Helios and Matheson. So like magic, two days after the price change, poof, they exploded in popularity and added over 150,000 subscriptions. When, as soon as they dropped the price? In two days. So since then, they've erupted to over 1.5 million subscribers. And to give reference to that, it took Netflix four years to hit 1 million subscribers. Wow. And this is run by a former Netflix co-founder. All right. The average to watch a movie in America right now is just under $9. If you take it across the country. But it can be as much as between 15 to $20 in some bigger cities. I was about to say. Making MoviePass worth it in two movies at most. Wow. So, That's so crazy. Note, MoviePass pays full price for each ticket a customer uses. So they're obviously losing money on each transaction. They are given around $2 or so by the studio for every ticket they purchase because they know that the studios get a kick off concessions and all the stuff that's sold right. merchandising. So they're getting a little bit of money back, that they, but they're losing a ton of money on the whole ticket exchange thing, but they don't care about that. <laughs> that's the crazy part of this. Per transaction, but like you just said, they're working off the... like. The insurance pool mentality, where hopefully half those people that have a subscri- subscription don't go to a movie every month. Well, listen, it's it, again, it gets bigger. So the need for another form of revenue is <clears throat> there. They have tried to negotiate like a small percentage of like concessions because they're obviously driving people. Oh, into they're driving the theater. So mu- if that's so, how, it's, yeah, you know, that's kind of one of those things where they're like, hey, hey, you know. Don't forget about me over here. <laughs> Grease my palms. They're bringing people in, so why the hell not? Popcorn, yep. Coke, $8 right there. 25 cents off every Coke that a movie pass person purchases. They can track that stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. And they can also, <laughs> like, super track their customer base and what kind of movies they like and everything else. And You're getting to something. So... Theaters like AMC have loudly said, no way, not sharing a dime with you. So it's anticipated that they will raise their monthly fees slowly, just like Netflix did recently, right? Didn't they raise it a dollar, two dollars? Did they? Yeah. So you didn't even realize it. Sneaky bastards. Yeah. Are you sure? I'm 100% positive. I'm up to look at my stuff. They recently raised it, I want to say to 13, 12.99 maybe. Wow. To $13, so, because I don't even know what it was before. Like, I, I didn't even care. Well, if they keep throwing down all this, like, incredible original programming, like, that's not that the worst thing. Not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. More on Netflix later. But, so, they're going to raise their fees, try to, to stop the bleeding a little bit of how much money they're losing on how many tickets they're purchasing, because that number is going to go up. The subscri- subscriptions go up. That's more tickets they have to buy. That's more money they're losing, right? Mm-hmm. But just for a short period of time. And I say that because they stand by the value of all the data they are getting. They can track people across nearly all theaters in all of America. All of them. <laughs> this information would be extremely valuable to places like restaurants, bars, Ooh. retail establishments like Ooh. malls that are near Traffic movie patterns. theaters anything that's near a movie theater think if they can sell it and all they are doing is creating the customers and tracking their habits their buying habits their purchasing habits all by the geolocator on their damn phone mm. wow crazy 
Like, there's mixed feelings through the industry about it. But customers, I mean, when I mentioned MoviePass, you were like, yes, it sounds like it's awesome. But customers, like, they can't imagine going on without it. Like, they they can't imagine going back to going to purchase a movie for full price. If you respect them enough, you'll go. Yeah. Like, I don't go to that many movies, but by God, when there's a Star Wars, I'm there. When there's a new Ridley Scott movie, like Alien or something like that, like, done. There's certain people I don't miss their movies. But it is like a per-person thing, so it's not like, I wonder if you could have an account and you not want to go, but say Deanne wanted to go. Would she just have to bring your phone, or would it not be you? It's a debit card. That's how it works. The way you actually do it, it's crazy. Like, they send you a debit card, and that debit card has zero dollars on it. And then when you use your app, you go to whatever theater, you select whatever ticket you want, and it, whenever you do that, it puts that money on that card for you to then swipe for the exact amount. And that's how they pay. Huh. Yeah. You're paying them the nine ninety nine a month, and you have a debit card from them that has zero dollars on it until you choose to watch whatever movie and then they put that much money on your card immediately and then you swipe for it that's amazing i guess that just falls into all the tickets that they've already pre-purchased i guess essentially like a prepaid visa is really what it it is but they're just transferring like transferring money on immediately to that card the second that you want to purchase that ticket it's awesome by selecting it in the app yeah and they created netflix too well, subscriptions is everything. Yeah. We talked about that. We have. Many episodes ago. I mean, I've heard people say they can't remember going back to ordering online before Amazon and would not prefer going back to the times before it. Oh, for certain things, I'm just like all Amazon. It doesn't matter. They'll shop they're almost exclusively through Amazon. Everybody, have you heard? A uh, 66-year-old uh, woman managed to slip past security and took a flight from O'Hare to London Okay, earlier this week. It's a long flight. Did you hear me say slip past security? Yeah. The Chicago police, where is where she got arrested, says that Miss Marilyn Hartman boarded the flight on Sunday afternoon without a ticket. Miss Hartman, she first slipped by a distracted TSA agent, which is just... That okay. just makes you feel good. Uh, this was at uh, O'Hare Air- Airport. At Terminal 3. Yep. Somehow made it to the International Terminal. Oh, that's a then, problem. And then finally slipped past a busy gate agent to board a British Airways flight to London. What? She accomplished all three of those things. So security footage shows Miss Hartman had been wandering the airport for two days, not to be questioned by anyone. And you know how they monitor airports and people coming and going from it. Yes. How does someone walk around an airport terminal for two days and not get noticed? Was she acting to be like a homeless person or? I don't know. They didn't get that far. Okay. But once she was on the London bound plane, she hid in a bathroom. And then eventually after hiding in the bathroom for a while, she walked out to find, look for an empty seat. Um, when she couldn't produce a passport, when she finally arrived at Heathrow Airport, of course. She made it the whole way there? Like, yeah. Wow. All the way. How much of an issue is this? That's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, my goodness. So, of course, she they put her right back on the plane and sent her ass home back to Chicago. And then, of course, was arrested, you know, for sneaking onto an airplane. Oh, my God. Um, She was charged with a misdemeanor count of criminal trespassing, a felony count of theft greater than $500 because of the cost of the plane ticket, and she has to appear in court on Saturday. 
But this matter is uh, subject to ongoing investigation, and TSA is working closely with air- law enforcement and airline partners to try and figure out what the hell happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd probably be pretty easy to see on security footage what the hell happened. Yeah. Slips by not one, but two gates. Yeah. Had to get through security. Yeah. How do you get... I don't believe all this. Like, how do you get through security? If you get past the guy that's checking IDs, eh, whatever. <laughs> you know? Charming. Maybe show him some skin. You get through. Whatever. <laughs> but getting past, like, the body scanner people and that, like... I th- I don't O'Hare know. has those. I don't right. I don't man. Finally gets past a distracted international gate agent because there's there's people that stand in front of that shit. Yeah, like, you know it's totally separate. So here's the this kicker. Blows my mind. She is apparently uh, an international CIA C- spy. She seasoned at this. See. She's been arrested several times already on trespassing charges for trying to sneak onto other planes at O'Hare and at Midway. She's probably got some people that bail her out because she's like a risk taker. That's that's the only thing I can conclude is this lady is just like gets a rush off of trying to sneak onto airplanes. It's like she takes bets or something. I Uh, bet I can do it in three days. But how does someone accomplish this? Three days I can fly to London for free. You can bail me out of jail if I get caught. <laughs> she made it, man. She got twenty all grand to the through the international terminal. But she wasn't like trying to start any shit. She was just trying no. to fly to London. Just trying to fly to London, huh? For free. That's interesting. At, right after walking around the airport for two days. <laughs> That's got to make you feel uneasy. She was probably scoping it out. She was probably looking mm. for the the weak spot. The weak spot. Yeah, and that's what it. I meant. Like she's a professional. Yeah, you don't just get lucky, and she's because she's been in and out of the airport. She's probably seen which shift there was a weak guy at the international gate. Mm-hmm. Someone she's probably flirted with a couple times. She said she was sixty. Sixty-six. Yeah, she's got game. <laughs> Everybody, have you heard? All right, so another quick note on Netflix. You remember late last summer, early fall, we discussed Netflix. It was on our episode 16, Van Top. Yeah, I remember Netflix, yeah. So we were explaining their origin as the movies in the mail start up to now, or last year, spending $6 billion on 1,600 hours of original content, right? Billion. Well, Q4 didn't disappoint for Netflix. Even with the raise in their monthly price I mentioned earlier, they added 8.3 million new subscribers in the last three months. Did you say 8.3 million? In million. How many weeks? Three months. Oh, three months? 12 weeks, technically. Shit. And this is for the streaming. Two million in the U.S., over six million in the rest of the world. I don't think they have ever released their total number of subscriptions. They were just flexing those nuts. But the estimated number combined, U.S. and overseas, is well over 100 million. 120, 130 million subscriptions monthly, multiplied by $12 a month. Wow. But how many do they lose? For what? No, you know, like people subscribe, but it's not a contract. People drop it all the time, too. Like people pick it up for a few months, watch their shows, and then stop. Okay. Touche. But they didn't, uh, I don't think they ever released that data either. Of course they don't. Maybe that's why. They're doing 100 million, uh, how often? 100 million a month? Is that what you said? 100 million monthly subscribers. There's only 7 billion people on the planet. So 100 million 
That's not that many months. So that's 70 months. Netflix is few huge. Years. But I'm just saying, if they continued that growth, it'd be, what, three, uh, five years, and everyone in the world would have Netflix? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, we we crowned them as one of those companies, one of those seven, right? The quote-unquote seven to 11 is what we should call them. Seven to 11. And it's going to be seven to 11. Uh, things are great at Netflix, man. Even with the demise of Kevin Spacey and House of Cards, which we explained was the show that kind of started the Netflix boom. House of Cards set their stock price every year, and a lot of people thought when House of Cards fell through because of all the Kevin Spacey's being a douchebag, then it just was going to ruin the company. No, no, no. Not so fast, my friend. I feel like I I saw no outrage towards Netflix about Kevin Spacey. None. I felt like everybody was very much wholeheartedly like, this was not a Netflix's problem. This was something that happened before he worked with Netflix. For and, sure. And Netflix had no idea. I never heard Netflix associated with him other than people describing him as star of House of Cards. Yeah. So I <clears throat> I feel like PR-wise, either they did an excellent job... Or they own a newspaper. <laughs> Um, I mean, it is hosted on Amazon web servers. So anyway, they're planning on spending $8 billion on original content, $2 billion more than last year. And they're padding their marketing budget from $1.3 billion up to $2 billion. That is significant because of the first HYH that I talked about on this segment, where Reed Hastings' buddy, Mitch Lowe, yeah. runs MoviePass, mm-hmm. the, the company that I was just talking about, yeah. has all that damn data He's just collecting and collecting. You think he's going to charge Netflix for that data? Or you think he's just going to give it to Proud Papa and say, here's all this data I've been collecting on consumer habits, Mm -hmm. and you use that to the way that you need to use it. That's why they're spending more on marketing, is because they have more access to things, more ways to market to people as far as like what types of content to either buy or create. Mm Mm-hmm. What shows are going to be hit? Like, what's trending in terms of what people want to watch? How do they want to watch it? That that information that they're going to get from people going to movies, what people want to watch, how they want to watch it, when they want to watch it, how often they want to watch it. Think about how much Netflix could use that data. <laughs> that That's all they need. So they're going to be a part of Rule in the World. You want to take a break real quick? Sure. But this segment is brought to us by another podcast we've mentioned a couple times. And it's not a really good podcast, <laughs> but it's not a bad podcast either. It's decent at best. It is. It's <laughs> it's decent at best. So that's a description we've had. Hopefully you guys have, on the mentions we've given you a couple times before that you went and listened to an episode. My favorite so far is the most recent Garrett threw up. Uh, I, I really no, is there like, not a new one today? <clears throat> did they drop one today? Well, of course, we're a few days. There's a new one. Uh, anyway, I like uh, Garrett threw up. I think it's funny. That it, was funny. It was disgusting. Also, though. I have tasted fish sauce before, and what they did was vile. 100% disgusting. Okay. There's no way in hell. That's the worst. It sounded salty. So anyway, we'll let them describe it. I got to pee. Hey, how's it going, Big Red Van listeners? Uh, my name is Reese Kitts. I'm Garrett Faust. And uh, we're, we're a part of a little podcast called Decent at Best. And what Decent at Best is, is we're a podcast where we ask you guys to send us in questions at our at our email called uh, decentatbestshow at gmail.com. And whatever question you want to ask, you send it in to us and we'll answer it live on air. And we will answer them with answers that aren't great. We don't promise they'll be good. They probably won't be bad. They'll probably be around Decent at Best. Decent at Best pretty much sums up our show. 
we don't Google anything. Everything is all off the top. Off the, off the top of our head. So everything we answer is going to be completely first first impression, word association. So tune in to, the, to our episodes, and we appreciate it. See you guys there. Thank you. Man, I can't get over the tapeworm thing. I think we need to send those guys a question about tapeworms. About tapeworms? Something to do with tapeworms. I'm going to ask, this is a formal question, what should our name be? <laughs> uh, we get we, we get to pick our name? They said we're allowed to if we want to. Really? I mean, it, on it's, one of their episodes It's obvious did. then. It's Wellington Chatsworth. All right, so Wellington Chatsworth asks, what would you do if you had a tapeworm coming out your butt that was six feet long? Can we phrase it in multiple choice? Sure. Would you A, <laughs> scream and like run to the doctor? Okay. B, try to push it out, like try to shit harder. <laughs> okay. Or C, reach around and grab it and start pulling on it. <laughs> Ooh. Or D, other. <laughs> and then they can give their decent answer. All right. It'll probably be decent. It's not going to be good. Or bad. So, anyway, let's move on. You ready? Yeah. Everybody, have you heard? Do you know what uh, Wynn Resorts are? Wynn Resorts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. W-Y-N-N? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Wynn. Yep. Yeah, yeah big So, you, you know this guy. Yeah. Big guy. I know that guy. He's in Las Vegas. <laughs> yep. He makes a point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, this is... You you know this man. I know this man. Uh, so, I mean... Well, I'm, not personally. I'm going to go ahead like, and fill everyone else in. Like, he's the dude that owns a bunch of Las Vegas casinos. He's a billionaire. Steve Wynn, right. as you said. So he also has a uh, Chinese casino called uh, Wynn... I'm just going to say Macau, because that's how it does. looks like it's spelled. Um, but Wynn Macau Resort. Um, Do they, I bet they play a lot of... Uh, what is that? Baccarat? I feel like when I was reading somewhere in this article that, yes, that was actually a game they played there. A lot, of, a lot, dude, and they like, get heated. The <laughs> casino I went to, some Baccarat games, there was a lot of screaming, and, I mean, you know, there, there's always a lot of screaming Were going on. Were you playing on, but... some, like, Chinatown, like, casinos? No, this was at, uh, uh, in Murphy. The oh. Harris in Murphy. <laughs> but they've got a Baccarat table right when you walk in, like, literally at the front, and it is... Uh, um, of Asian descent. <laughs> it is of Asian descent. They're the only ones that know how to play that shit. I don't and, know how to And they play it, it aggressively against each other. <laughs> um, so the Wynn Macau Resort, which is in Macau, China, hence the name, yeah. is one of the, uh, the biggest destinations um, of gambling in all of China. They dwarf Las Vegas as far as like size and revenue and basically everything. They've got over a billion people. Yeah. They they got us in population, so surely their Las Vegas there is sheer numbers. Is insane. Yeah, but they like I'm telling you, Baccarat is a game where it's like you versus the dealer or you versus the house. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's not even you versus other people at the table. It's like everyone at the table versus So the it's dealer. like blackjack. An in a way. Right. Yeah. And there's a way for a bunch of people to be screaming and be happy and some other people to be angry at each other i just don't know the rules exactly we're gonna have to look this but up. i know that they walk away with stacks here's what happened though the police are hunting for millions of dollars in casino chips that were stolen uh-oh at the win macau resort um always been something i've thought of what would happen if because if, it's not like each chip is individually marked like it goes to a person 
Yes. They do mark how much goes out to each person, like if you like have a card or where you're sitting and oh interesting um well because that's that's what it raised concern was with this being like the world's biggest gambling hub that's that can be a problem right like that's if, slight, if all, yeah that's you know, small if, problem. If, there, if, if there there's all this money moving around like for someone to walk away with a million dollars in chips but what i was saying earlier though it was if i found two 100 chips on two black 100 chips in the bathroom on the ground there's no one to say that they weren't mine, is what right. I'm saying. So a million dollars in chips is different. But again, if I found a thousand dollar chip in the bathroom, there's no one to say that it wasn't mine. Right. I didn't come in to that table with that thousand dollars. I didn't buy a thousand dollars worth of chips from any table here in this casino. But who's to say I wasn't here six months ago and won this thousand dollar chip? Right. <clears throat> that's that's kind of what I was saying earlier. So here's and the way that it works. So here's how the uh, the heist went down. It was on January the 16th, so literally just the other day. The dealer was in on it. So they had somebody there. working there okay. that that was in on it and their accomplice like it didn't really go into specific on how they actually committed the crime. I would assume that because they don't want other people to try the same thing. So that would make sense. That's what I'm going off of. So they didn't say exactly how they did it. Um, it's like those uh, Chris Hansen specials on NBC or whatever network he works for, ABC, where he's hiding in the kitchen. Oh yeah, yeah. They don't they don't teach you how to launder money, <laughs> but they just show you a few points of it. They of, leave out a few key details. Of course, of yeah. course. Um, but surely it was. They had something sly going on. But anyways, so the the accomplice, so not the person that worked there, they apparently had stuffed all the chips into a bag in one of their VIP rooms and simply carried it straight out the front door. Okay. Trying to be Ocean's Eleven style. Oh, yeah. So the problem is it's turning chips into hard cash, right? Because mm-hmm. the thieves would then have to return eventually to the casino and try and trade in chips you basically for, have to wash it through a table that's kind of what i was saying you yeah. have to come to a table with those chips and little by little yeah. buy in win it back and then like clean it through that table yeah see what i'm saying but you got six million dollars worth exactly <laughs> yeah you can't really do it because those chips are for one casino right yeah that's the bitch about it or you sell them outside the casino for half price or something yeah parking lot pimping with six million dollars in chips why not? You got them for free. Why not sell them on the dark web? If, if it's that big of a casino. Yeah. You know? I'm sure that there's... Anyway, how did these people get caught? Apparently, they just, like, tracked them down and found them. Like, it was not hard to find them. They were very quickly arrested after I'm, committing the crime. I'm sure they once a million dollars and a million chips went missing. It was a million six, chips. It was six million. Six million dollars in chips? Six million dollars in chips. Jeez. I'm sure once that went missing, they were all over security cameras... They found out what table it went through, and they probably killed that guy, the dealer. They probably caught him, and he was never to be heard of from again. Yeah. So this is okay. So other than you know all of this craziness, this is actually the part of the story I think is very interesting. Is so the rooms I was talking about, the VIP rooms, quote unquote, they aren't actually rooms that are run by the casino. Those are actually private rooms that private companies own. And then they can do gambling operations in those rooms. Cash games. Yeah. Yeah. Like high roller cash games. Exactly high roller games. Mm-hmm. 
so they apparently hey, have, you get out of here they it's have none a, of your business what we're doing in here they have a whole lot of leeway inside these rooms of course on, they do on how the money gets changed who gets the money where the money comes from like basically what we were talking about a minute ago like trying to move money you know how do you get the cash back out of it like one of these rooms would be a perfect place for it launder it as they say but also big heists in the city um i mean they're rare but of course they happen. So in 2015, another Wynn Casino in Macau, they lost thirty million dollars worth of chips in Whoa. one of these VIP rooms. Okay, so now it's a real problem. Yeah. So obviously this is where they're starting to freak out about just like what the rules and regulations are about these rooms because like I said they're kind of just do whatever the hell they want in these VIP rooms. It's just like bring in money and we'll gamble on whatever and. People just walk out. You yeah, know? and literally gamble on whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like what someone's going to say or <laughs> I bet I could make you piss your pants. Um, however, uh, even with all of this, the Macau's Casino, they raked in $33 billion last year. You heard Gambling that, right? is live and well. This, and this is, this is all the Macau China casinos, not the win that was revenue yeah of all the macau casino industry Mm -hmm. was 33 billion dollars yep and that's an increase of 20 percent over the last year Mm -hmm. and all this growth is coming because actually the gambling industry had been like falling apart for like the past few years and has recently experienced just crazy spikes like 20 percent spikes wow so well i I know that's very very small example compared to the win casinos in macau which put does put vegas to shame oh yeah but that that casino was, in murphy has grown so fast i think it said that they're like three times like two and a half or three times the size of vegas yeah but nowhere near the badassness of vegas oh i'm sure i, I mean, bet they got a lot of prostitutes though everybody have you heard all right so i'm gonna tell you a story about a donut eating champion so his fall from grace uh, back in 2000 fall from grace yeah man 2014 bradley hardison was on cloud nine living in elizabeth city north carolina so back then the elizabeth city police department put on a donut eating contest to poke fun and raise money um, i could eat some donuts bradley enters and wins the damn thing right belt champion right how many, how many donuts you like that they didn't give us the numbers on how many donuts, oh. okay? Um, I was hoping for it to be like a mini donut challenge and it to say that he ate like 82 of them. Oh, I could eat 82 of those. 82? You of kidding? Them? Mini donuts? Yes, I'm going to almost hold you to this. Dude, I could like sit there and eat an entire bag of sweet 16s. Man, we need to like video this. That is not a joke. I have I have literally done that. Like, I, I bet you could take down 50. How many are in a sweet 16? It's another 16? No, that's just the name of the brand. I've counted them before. There's more than 16, but I can't remember. It's it's not many more than 16 if it is. My kids eat the, those bags. It's kind of funny because a six-pack of those donuts will cost you like $1.40, but a bag of like 16 to 20 of them will cost you 40 cents more. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> we just saved you some money on some donuts. Only problem with Bradley winning this thing that was put on by the police department was... He was wanted on suspicion of several other break-ins in his town. Oh, okay. So cops kind of thought he looked a little familiar. They're like, so he's up here pounding those donuts, pounding donuts. He's just pounding many, many uh, (laughs) powders. You know, 
Do you think it was mini powders or like large glaze? I, I would go. I would bet that it's probably like a sta- your standard Krispy Kreme. Yeah. Or Dunkin' Donut glaze, like just the typical for a donut eating contest, sort of like a hot dog eating contest. You just go with the basic. That's true. Nothing should, extra. Yeah, but Krispy Kreme's not basic. They're like uppity. I'm just meaning like donuts. A f- fried dough with a sugar glaze on it. Yeah. Just your regular ass donut. Is Dunkin' Donuts looked at as uppity or just a donut? Because Krispy Kreme is looked at as like the the donuts donut. It's like the I, when I think of Krispy Kreme, I think of like crystals. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I don't. So that's like bottom barrel. No, crystals delicious. Oh wait a second. <laughs> See, I, I, when I think, I thought you were going to give reference to like a late night, like well, yeah, gut bomb. That, that is run. really what I mean. That is really what I mean. But like. I don't know. I just like when I picture the presence when you walk inside of a Krispy Kreme, it feels like a crystal or like a Waffle House. Like, yeah, except not as violent. Not as violent. But either way, dude, a, a warm box of fresh glazed Krispy Kreme. Oh, I could eat two dozen. Yeah, that's that's they, a they thing. go down like it's they melt it's like chicken soup. Yeah, you know, you just drink them. Mm. So now, now I want Krispy Kreme donuts. Yeah, now I'm sure everyone else does too. Hopefully they listen to this in the morning and they have a chance to go get some. <laughs> so um, anyway, where the hell was I? Uh, his domination, I don't even know what it was. I made it up like probably like if we were talking about Krispy Kreme. It was at crullers. least It could have been crullers. Mi- mini, mini crullers. We're going to say it was he ate eight, 82 mini crullers. Um, 42 bear claws. They recognized him, man. They were able to convict him on those charges of breaking and entering. So fast forward to this past November. Um, old Bradley was just needed to borrow some money, right? I'm sure he'd have paid him back. But, I mean, he was the 2014 donut eating champion of Elizabeth City. <laughs> and after all, he was robbing a Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> So I mean, sure he would, sure he would be good for it, right? I mean, irony can be like a drink of you know salvation, you know, <laughs> or it can be like a stab in the neck. Oh my god! Everybody, have you heard? Has anyone ever told you to not hold your sneeze because it can hurt you? Yes. You know, like you the- see. <gasps> You know, no, I'm talking about, remember the kids in school that would like clamp their mouth shut and hold their nose and it'd be like a, yes. you know, and then nothing would happen. Yeah. Except than, they would like black out for a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So wait till you hear what I have to say about all this. Oh, is it bad for you? It's very bad for you. Oh, a, here we go. A 34 year old man. Wives who, tale. That's true. Who attempted to suppress his sneeze by clamping his mouth shut and blocking both his nostrils, resulted in perforating his pharynx. That is the part of the throat just above your larynx. Right. You've probably heard the inks before. Yeah, they're brothers. Um, And also your esophagus is right there. Yep. He soon found it impossible to swallow without extreme pain, and all but lost his voice totally. From holding in a sneeze? Yeah. You heard me say it tore it, right? So he lost his ability to swallow? I mean, okay, I wish I had a picture to show you, but basically we're talking right there at the upper back of your throat. Yeah. Torn. I get it. Sliced down where the inside of your body is exposed. Oh, jeez. Spontaneous rupture of the pharynx is very rare. It's usually caused by, like, very powerful vomiting, retching, 
heavy coughing or some sort of trauma. Well, they say that the power of a sneeze, like the speed that a sneeze comes out of your nose, like, or your mouth. It's like like, Mach 10. Dude, it's seriously, (laughs) it's literally like 90 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, it's fast. The pressure that it, it, I mean, it's a short burst of 90 miles an hour. When you shoot a snot rocket... (laughs) <laughs> but not not one that you force, one that's like an actual... That comes out? A sneeze. A good looking at the sun sneeze. So this article had some very descriptive words they used. Snot rocket. Once they figured out what had actually happened to him, they had to take action pretty quickly because they were like, oh God, this dude's throat. What else did open. he blow up? As the rupture, it allowed bubbles into the tissue and the muscles of his chest. Okay. So you're thinking there's a slice in there, so air is getting in there, so air is getting inside of his. That's one of the worst things that could happen. Yeah, uh, it's not getting attack. into it's not getting into his bloodstream. It's getting inside like his the insides of his body. Like yeah, the tissue, like the space between. I guess you could say. Okay. Um, Isn't there a song about that? <laughs> Was that Dave Matthews? So what they also said that this caused popping and crackling sounds coming up through his chest and neck. Because of these bubbles. Is that not just the worst thing? God. I'm coming at you it strong. You are sick tonight. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Um, but apart from the pain, the injury left the man um, at with risk. With air bubbles under his skin. You know, of course, neck infection would be a problem. So they like, hey, man, what's that big old lump on your neck? <laughs> oh, nothing, man. I can move it over here. <laughs> Skate, hey, hang skater on. bite. Can you help me push it? push it down we can work it down my back i can move it to my ass <laughs> just tell people i got bit by something um so he was like on a feeding tube for like a week because they had to let his throat heal so they had to Dude, basically keep him from moving it that is so crazy antibiotics the whole nine yards you know all i wasn't that paying stuff. attention where was this oh shit this dude i don't know where he's from he's from somewhere just sneezing um i don't think that's the important part of the it's story not. we can cut that but finally, it took about a week of him being in the hospital with a uh, throat tube and all that to heal. So he had to spend a week in the hospital over this and probably has an achy throat for, for a while. Achy um, but <clears throat> achy, breaky uh, He was throat. sent home uh, with the advice to not block his nose when sneezing in the future. Don't just gloss over how how good that was. Oh, that's terrible. An achy, breaky throat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so Gave me no credit. I'm not done, though. Also, his case is not unusual and also not unheard of. There was a similar case uh, back in 2011 and many other cases to go with it that of air pockets ending up where they shouldn't be after people doing this. So you can blow air into your orbit is what it's called. And that's basically your eye socket. Um, yeah. That's, you know, yeah. where your sinuses go up and like blow your eyeball like out a little bit. That's from where you like, if you hold your nose... And close your mouth and try to blow out your nose really hard. You can do that. That's how people shoot milk, milk out their yeah, eye. Milk yeah, milk out their eye because yeah. all that's connected. So you can blast air into your orbit and literally halfway pop your air eye out a little bit. This could That's called orbital emphysema. And I didn't know this, but emphysema just means air bubbles in tissue. Okay. Which is interesting. That, air bubbles are bad. Yeah. In your body. But emphysema is... Especially looking like goiters on your neck. (laughs) Goiters on your neck. But a a sneeze, when you're blocking it that bad, can actually blow air up into your forehead cavity or even into their brain. Like literally making an air pocket between their skull. And that's an aneurysm. Air pocket in your brain is like an aneurysm. I guess it's not technically in your brain. It's like... 
in like, between the skull and the fluid. And still the, not good. Oh, I didn't say it was good. I just said it wasn't <laughs> inside the brain. Think about that pressure. Like I said, 90, 90 mile per hour snot coming out of your nose. I just go in the opposite direction. Up your, uh, what do they call that? Nasal cavities. Yeah. Yeah. Into your Directly into your brain. Into your it, brain. It can blow your eardrums out. Yeah, that's... Uh, there's a case of, that was literally the next point I was going to say. Ding, ding, literally, ding. there's the next case of something that bad happened with somebody that had permanent hearing loss from sneezing and did exactly what you just said. Their sinus cavity, which is connected to the ear bone, which is knee bone. Yep. All that. They blew their eardrums out. See, I would think that was that was a lot more likely than someone blowing out their pharynx actually it didn't blow their eardrum out it it broke one of the little bones in their ear you know the three better the the three little bones that are tiny in there it broke one of them (laughs) god uh bottom line is when it's time to sneeze let it rip let her rip for sure i had a friend growing up that was the type didn't like hold his nose and all that but he definitely didn't let it flow so we were like, dude, that's going to come back and bite you one day. Your ears going to start bleeding, pissing blood, <laughs> shitting blood, bleeding, pissing blood. So uh, we've got one more thing to tell everybody about, but we thought that we would let everybody know that this past segment of the show has been brought to you by Socks. Socks. We love Socks. We love Socks. So Socks, um, believe it or not, were given to us by the ancient Greeks. And um, a sock, if you're not informed, is an item of clothing worn on the feet and often covering the ankle or some part of the calf. So there's socks have been a big part of my life. Uh, and I just thought that it was necessary. We've for made us. it through a lot of cold studio nights. Oh, man. With good socks on. If socks could talk, should be the... They'd say, P-U. I tell you what, if socks could talk, they could have a story for days. So we thought that this would be our moment to say thank you, socks. Thank you, socks. Hey, everyone. We're going to be right back. But in the meantime, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Big Red Van Pod, or email us at TheBigRedVanPodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes Podcasts if you're a member of Team iPhone. We'll take them. Five-star reviews we read live on the air give you shout-outs. Thank you so much for listening, and back to the show. Everybody, have you heard... For the second week in a row, someone was charged with punching a police officer and his horse at a Philadelphia Eagles game. <laughs> Who punches a horse? Two people in two weeks. <laughs> so the the, la- the latest happened Sunday. Okay. For we're talking about the game, right? You said it was a blowout. Oh, yeah. So Sunday in the parking lot, three hours prior to kickoff. Um, at the, of the NFL stadium where so many awesome scenes take place in Philly. Philly's got s- some legendary fans. Their their fans are renowned for how crazy they oh, are, yeah. how passionate they are, how big a dicks they are, you know. <laughs> but this one was, it, the name of the uh, stadium's Lincoln Financial Field. Dude was primed up. It's three hours before kickoff. He's ready to go, mm-hmm. okay? Imagine him actually getting into the game. Okay, so Pennsylvania Mountie officer riding an officer horse named Samson. The horse's name? Yes, of course his name is Samson, right? Love I want to talk to Samson! Of all names. <laughs> so w- these guys were trying to break up a crowd of people. I mean, you know how canine dogs are officers. Yeah. You shoot at them, you're, that's killing a police officer. Yeah. Same thing. So with a horse. So they're trying to break up a crowd of people. 
And 19-year-old Andrew Tornetta decided he wasn't moving. He started talking shit to the cop, calling his horse names or stuff like that. You and your pussy-ass horse. (laughs) So the officer reaches down and grabs him by his shirt. And Tornetta punches the horse twice, like, in the shoulder. And then swings at the officer and hits the officer in the eye. Okay. This man punched a horse in the shoulder. I think he was trying to hit him in the neck or in the head or something. First of all, you ain't doing shit to that horse. So, and he <laughs> runs away, maybe not realizing that he's running from a horse. So, <laughs> we'll attach a video of him being escorted out, and you can see he's all bloody. Like, when he got caught, he got bloodied. So, Of course he did. Yeah, it was He punched good. a horse. So, last week... A guy named Did the Taylor, horse kick him? I don't. I wish. <laughs> I hope. So last week, a guy named Taylor Hendricks snuck into the Eagles Stadium for the game. So didn't um, pay a ticket. It was a game against the Falcons. Yeah, he okay. didn't pay a ticket. Couldn't keep a low profile. Got drunk and disorderly, and was ejected for not having his ticket and just being a drunk dumbass. Right on his way to being escorted out, he walks right up to another one of those Mountie officers I mentioned earlier, punches the horse in the face and the neck and then hits the officer in the leg like he walks right up to him standing there and just like swings at i could just see throwing him just hands at a horse's neck drunk and pissed off and walking out of the state and they're like all right sir please you know make have a good day like escorting her to the gate and then he walks out there and says pussy ass horse what 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 just I mean, and it hits the officer in the leg because it makes sense, you know. The guy's sitting on a horse, and he's probably looking at him down there, like, "What is this?" I could fight a horse. And then he turned to run away again. Another genius that thinks he can outrun a horse. <laughs> so Philly fans, man, they're they're rowdy. And the description I gave him earlier, I never accused him of being intelligent. Everybody, have you heard? All right, so. Are you laying the hammer down now? This one is just crazy. I'm telling you, this has been a week for me. So when you think of things to get a kid for his 12th birthday, what are some things that come to your mind? Oh, God. These days? That might be time for a phone. Um, That might be time for... Some kind of awesome electronic that they would want. Maybe Xbox. Xbox or badass drone or... I don't know a bike, a mountain bike, uh, new a new pair of shoes, eh? um, some sick new Jordans. Take them out to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese, <laughs> you know. I like that. That's where your head's at because that's where it should be. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm a normal person. So there's this video that has circulated around the interwebs, and it has made it. Well, I love the interwebs, by the way. It made it to uh, HYH today. I'm going to show Wade the video real quick, just like right now. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> like live reaction on like the air? Like live reaction. Holy shit. What am I getting myself into here? So, um... Listeners, I have I'm not... I'm going to show Wade, and then I'm going to... Then we're going to talk about it. Listeners, I have not seen this. This is uh, legit first time So live reaction on the this air. This is what this father got his 12-year-old son for his birthday. So I'm going to hit play. And do I have to describe it or do I just get to react no, to it? It's a, it's a very short video. Okay. You just get to react. <laughs> do, do, whoa. 12? <laughs> uh, uh, is, is that his dad? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. See, that's like a 12-year-old's dream and like an, another parent. Oh, my God. So the video that... We just watched. Allegedly shows a 
I'm going to put it in quotes. Allegedly doesn't show anything. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. No, it's everything. Oh, my God. So, allegedly showing a father figure. I'm going to put that in quotes there. He looks um, like a pimp. If you want to call him that. Cheering on his son in a full room of people with cell phone cameras running. Of uh, the boy who's approximately 12 is sandwiched between two strippers. Who the dad apparently got him for his birthday party. Oh my god. So, I don't know if you noticed in the video. He's probably been drinking with him for two years. Oh god. I could With a dad like this? Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Smoke up this cigar, son. Did, I don't know if you noticed in this one part Piece of it though. Of shit. The one of the strippers even like grabs one of the boys, the grabs the boys' hands and starts rubbing them all over the titties of the other girl. Yeah, I mean he, they know he can't do anything. And just for the record, we're watching the edited version that yeah. is all blurred out. Everything was blurred out, so just so everyone knows. Yeah, but I mean, hell, we've got listeners in China. They blur it out there anyway. <laughs> so we don't know if this was in the U.S. or where it was. So it may have been in the U.S. It may have been somewhere else. It was a white kid. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, there's white people other than the United States. Don't I understand that? But uh, it looked but, like yeah. uh, the actions of a dumbass American dad. I'll tell you that. But boy, was I shocked when I saw that video. God. So yeah. So I don't know if that was. I don't. I don't know. The kid obviously doesn't look like he's having a good time. Like he looks. I mean, obviously his face is blurred out for a good reason, but he doesn't look like he's having a good time. No, he definitely looks like he's uh, being set up. Let's be real here. I'm sure every 12-year-old boy is probably like, would freak out if he got to see a naked lady, you know? Depends uh, on the situation. But not if not, your dad's But in not the room. if your dad's in the room while they're grinding all over you. Say, oh, just <laughs> get in there more, son. Like, huh. Oh, my gosh. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Moving on. Wow. Everybody, have you heard? So that fan is really short for fanatic. Yeah. Soccer fans are arguably the rowdiest group of people at sporting events. I spoke about the guys in Philly punching, you know, and then thinking they can run away from horses earlier. They ride Clydesdales over there, man. Yeah, they do. Named Samson. (laughs) So now here's a Middlesbrough fan. Who was arrested after he's caught on video pissing into the water bottle of the goalkeeper of Queens Park, which is who they were playing Saturday in the EFL championship match. Oh my God. So a guy kind of grabs this water. I don't know if the water bottle itself, because you can't see on the video I watched, if the water bottle was sitting on the ledge that the guy was able to get close to. Because those goals and the way that the stadiums are is it's kind of close to the field. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously the back of the net is out of bounds, so they're not yeah. that close to the players. Yeah. But they keep their bag, sometimes their water. Right, right. the goalie backup, gets his own little bottle of water. A backup that. pair of gloves, whatever. Mm-hmm. Somehow this fan gets of the opposing team gets this guy's water bottle, and he's caught on video pissing into this guy's water bottle and Jeez. then tossing it back towards the net. So just... just <sighs> Imagine for a second, okay, if someone ever pranked you this way. Murder. Like, (laughs) tricking you into drinking piss. I mean, if I read a story where the headline was, man shoots friend after prank. (laughs) And then, but I found out that friend tricked man into drinking piss. (laughs) Then I might understand, like, a crime of passion. I'm not saying he deserves to kill him, but... 
maybe if a he died flesh due to, wound. If he died due to blood loss, then <laughs> maybe. Like, I don't know. But I don't know. There, there never was a report that the actual keeper drank the piss. Hopefully he didn't. Hopefully someone that videoed this went running down there like, no! <laughs> but, I mean, we can't be for sure. I mean, it's not like he's going to brag about it if he did. You oh, know. my God. But it, it was uh, soccer fans, man. Soccer fans do some shit. They're crazy. <laughs> Football fans are crazy, too. This was a long episode. Is that your list? I think that's all oh, of yeah. mine. Oh, yeah. I'm done. I think I'm done, too. We better be done. We have some structure now. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some partnerships yeah. now. <laughs> Who needs sponsorships when you've got partnerships? Yep. Check anyway, them out. Thanks again to those guys, Sandwich Cast and Decent at Best. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed it. We tried to bring you a lot. Uh, Hayden, I appreciated your list. That was good <laughs> shit. Feel sick after this. Just only remember the tapeworm. So, what are we going to do tonight at the end of the episode? We thanked this episode to Socks. <laughs> Thanks, socks. Yeah, socks are very important. You want to whistle? Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we're going to catch you on the next one. (laughs) 